more, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you saved your lunch money for. And we are recording. Uh, so we uh um cloudy Braxton brains over here. Um <laughs> over here and I uh we, we just finished a little Bible study over here. Uh, yeah. anything you wanna say on it? Um, you know, I uh honestly I've I've never I've never um really got that deep into into genesis like that before um, <laughs> we only did the first 25 verses and we spent yeah, what I, we're at like an hour and a half now yeah it was it was actually really really cool it was really interesting and like um you know how these things could be connected to the science you know the scientific world and how you know there, there's there's these connections and um but at the same time like uh it, it was just, it was really insightful. It was really cool. Yeah. So basically we're talking about basically how the numerology of the Hebrews lines up with our current understanding of how most secular people, uh, what they believe in evolution and uh, how the metaphorical and the literal translation of Genesis both line up with uh what most people believe about evolution and how that is a plausible way to interpret it. Um, so, so that's what we're talking about there. Um, I know some of you, for, 
definitely disagree with me on that. Um, but unfortunately, you weren't in the uh, in the uh, uh, Bible study to shoot me down. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's we we had a good time. Um, so when we hopped over and started uh podcasting, you started talk, you said saying something about um enjoy um that you enjoy humoring God or something uh talking about uh God's sense of humor. Oh, sorry. Could you say that again? I'm sorry. Uh, you started talking about like God's sense of humor. Uh, when we moved over to um, the what? When we moved over to the podcast from the Bible study channel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that you know that was just coming from a from a place of like, you know, there's this like we're reading Genesis and we're, we're seeing like this you know like king on you know king on the on the scene right, and but humor you know and this is something everybody has everybody does and it's um it's just a great thing you know like uh it's, it's just like you said you know with the um you guys just talking about stuff and laughing and um there's even little you even know those little quotes like that's the little things in life and humor is you know humor is part of that yeah and it's just interesting like you know we use humor all the time and we were created in God's image, so you know why couldn't God? Be, yeah, you know, yeah God, God's got to be a funny guy. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, if He loves so us, many crazy I things mean, in our I'm world. Telling you, you can love people through humor. Yeah, you, know? you can, you can, and God is love, so, so. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think about that, Tyler? Like, how I, do you feel about that? I mean, when I say I'm usually making a joke, but I'm also being honest about it at the same time. It, you know, it's not sarcasm kind of humor. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a pretty crazy world, and uh, yeah. it's not my fault. <laughs> it's that nope. big man up nope. there's fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and the thing is, he lives outside of time, so yeah, he knows the joke before it's happening, and he's still laughing because he made it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know. Um. I, I think God definitely enjoys a good a good laugh. Uh when yeah. crazy things happen or how we react to things, it's like saw that coming. Yeah. Gets me infinitely. Like and it not like it still gets me, like it gets me infinitely because I'm outside of it and I'm always seeing it happen. And it's still funny. <laughs> and if somebody can just laugh infinitely about infinite things at infinite times you know that guy likes to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. I like. That's a great quote. He's laughing a million times. He's a good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's literally um, laughing infinitely about infinite things, in an infinite right, amount yeah. of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, man, you thought you 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 thought that we laugh a lot. Woo! You got no idea. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh, man. you Egyptians? Ah, you thought I was gonna leave that open for you? You follow them into the water? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Egyptians. I mean, I hate to kill you, but I can make more. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm a horrible person. He's probably not. He's not that bad. And he probably is not to flood us out. So I don't think he considers that flooding people out somehow, which I think is another sense of humor. It's like, you yeah. know, I said this, but I'm gonna kind of bend my own rules here. You know, just just bend them a little bit. <laughs> I think the dry land it won't be flooding because that was already the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. I tricked you. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I shouldn't put words like assholes in God's mouth. Yeah, I probably not, but it's alright. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, it, like the things that, you know, we talk about. I, like, I just uh, made God's sense of humor so dark. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't. Maybe it's not. You know, I I don't I don't like. And I, I hear what you're saying, but but like, you know, seriously, like probably... just just the fact that we have the sense of humor we have and the jokes we make, like we wouldn't think of those things because that's either like we wouldn't have the brain that thinks of those things and enjoys those things if it wasn't for him, right? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. God uses sex, right? Uh, or Satan uses sex as, like, something to pull us away from God. But really, it's something that's supposed to unite us with God. You know, if it, we want to get pleasure from it, if it wasn't something that was good to begin with in the beginning. Uh, because it's creating a union with one another and creating, like, just like God, the Father and the Son creates the Holy Spirit and creates one complete, inseparable unit. Um... And that joy that you're sharing with another person and that ecstasy of passion with them and unity with them is in that act of creating something so great and inseparable as a family should be. Um, and I think, like, that's where that joy, that's why, that's why we enjoy making life so much because it's the act of love. And then God uses how we're designed to enjoy that love with one another and to uh, see that meaning of love. Like, you hear how people use the word yeah. love now, like making love. Like, well, you're not really loving that mm -hmm. person in a one-night stand. Like, shut up. Right? <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're fucking the daylights mm -hmm. out of them, but you aren't loving them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, but that's a good, that's a good point. Like, um, you know, and it's uh, you know, it's right. We have we have turned those things. We have by we, I just mean you know, some uh, some of us people have used that for for not not good things. And yeah, you know, everybody everybody um everybody goes through that. Everybody is challenged with that. And some of us sometimes we we follow follow into those things. But it's not the fact that we did it. That and not saying that it wasn't wrong, but it's the fact that because um, the thing about I think I'm kind of scattered brain right now. It's kind of jumping all the way around, but I have um, that effect on people. <laughs> it's a good effect. It's a good effect. Yes, it makes um, life very enjoyable. It's like what was I thinking about? What uh, squirrel? 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 Headlights? <laughs> How is God related to the squirrel? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, we can get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He's interested in a lot of things at once. You know that you know that nut that's burying the ground over there and the nut that's burying the ground on the other side of the road? He's just gonna keep running back and forth until yeah. <laughs> And somehow he's not gonna get run over this time. Yeah. So he's God, he's not gonna get run over by anyone. Until the squirrel gets run over, and that's where they're separate, and God's God, and the squirrel's a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Which not do I want? Which one? Which one? <laughs> left or right? Left or right? <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a good guy. And God wouldn't laugh about that either. <laughs> oh no, he definitely doesn't laugh at me now. No. Yeah. He's too used no, to this shit. I think he laughs at, laughs at you but in a he laughs at you but in a good way. Just like he laughs at me and just yeah. left he laughed as every you know. <laughs> it's like, did he seriously just trip over that? I mean I saw that coming, but did he seriously just trip <laughs> over that? Yeah, yeah. That is interesting. Like, what if God actually like, does like, that? Like, I infinitely like, know that that stool was there, and I also know that you knew that that stool was there, and I've known that through all of time that you knew that stool was there, and you still <laughs> tripped over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Hey, Tyler. Um. Yeah. Hey, I gotta. I gotta go. Um. Your brother. Is that is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Um. It's uh, just they, they if, need help. If you want to come um, back at some point, a, if, we're doing a. If you want to come back at some point, we're still on. You're welcome to come back. Um, we're probably okay. talking a lot of motorsports at that point. Um, but yeah, just come. You're always welcome to come and go from the bar as you please. Okay, man. All, all right. right. Hey, this was a really this was a really I, I'm actually really excited about the next um, talk. You are required next time you're on since you missed it on your uh, r rookie introduction on this show. Uh, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll make you make up a story and I'll, I'll decide what things you have to hit on. Usually it's something like a chupacabra, a walking asparagus, and who knows what else. And you got to make up a story including those elements. I make everybody that comes on the show do that. So we'll, we'll get you in on that. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, just, just a little bit of uh, nonsense that we have here. Um, that I make everyone do. Alright, man. Um, hey, it was good talking to you. Peace out. <laughs> this bump. Alright, man. Take yeah. care. Alright. Yeah. There's a lot of silence there. We were doing fist bumps and not quite handshakes and things across the screen as we um as we thingied podcasted and stuff so there was some silence there at the end of those last few moments and things stuff good i'm gonna shut up now all right hey everybody this is cotton I'm co-host of the Dissecting Liberty podcast. Uh, I am here in Brazil, and it's quite hot. Uh, the reason my mic is so bad on the podcast is because of all the moisture, and I'm not going to fix it. It's just not going to happen. Uh,
because I'm not going to buy an incredibly expensive mic just to have it ruined by the moisture. And I'm definitely not moving from Brazil because I love to have ass sweat going down my legs. But, and if you can hear any animals in the background, that is Rusty Shackleford, our number one fan. Uh, he pops in every now and again. And, uh, yeah, he's pretty wild. There's no telling what he's going to do. Uh, in our last show, he ate a live cockroach on air. That was pretty great. Anyway, I'd appreciate it greatly if you checked out our show, Dissecting Liberty. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cotnarchus or my co-host, Liberty Zero, and the O at the end of zero is a zero. Thank you very much. Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. I'm overwhelmed with troubles in my life. Draws near to death. I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I'm like one without strength. I'm set apart with the dead like the slain who lie in the grave whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You've put me in the lowest pit in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You've overwhelmed me with all your waves. You've taken me from my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I'm confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness and destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth I have suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long they surround me like a flood. They've completely engulfed me. You've taken me from friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. Not my will, Lord yours be done. Did you know that in this community, Bird is not the only cryptid? Yep, that's right. Pause is actually a werewolf. He is a Norman wolf report which again is a subset of the CIA is uh, one of the werewolves who worships the dogman which is why he is the dogman reflector so yeah just so you know Hi there, I'm Oz from the Oddball Aussie Podcast. Do you enjoy hearing about ufology, the paranormal, cryptids, and anything else that's strange or unknown? If so, then my show might just be for you. Join me for a different topic once a week, and a midweek show that's all about listeners' true stories. Follow me on Twitter, at Aussie Oddball, or email me 
at theoddballaussie at hotmail.com. Hope you enjoy the show and stay safe out there in the weird. Hi, this is Theodore Quinoa with Crowdfunded Government. Find me and my crazy idea that you will hate at crowdfundedgovernment.com and, of course, in the mean streets of Twitter at crowdfundedgov. Now, back to the book. So, uh, what's your, um, so I'm here with, what, Mastermind Gaming, uh, that you go by? Uh, yeah, I go by Mastermind, or, or, uh, yeah, that works, that works, too. Um, and then you're partnered with Facebook, how does that work? Uh, I'm a partner and streamer with Facebook, so over the last three or four years I've been streaming, I, I started on Mixer, um, it was a... It was a Microsoft streaming platform, through my audience on there, and from there, I went over to Facebook. I started streaming on Facebook and whatnot, got a following. I was doing a bunch of different uh, things with iRacing on Facebook. Wasn't partnered or anything. Went back to Mixer, went down to Texas in, two, in the January 2020. Went down there for a gaming convention. It was a good time. And then I ended up getting partnered with Mixer a couple months later. And then the and then Facebook Travis took over Blitz, Mixer, right? Yeah, well well, Facebook didn't take over Mixer. Mixer shut down okay. and and offered Facebook here. You can have basically you can you, you have the first opportunity in taking our partners or taking our people. And uh um, okay. and I ended up signing a contract with Facebook and becoming a partner over there from being a partner on Mixer. Um and yeah, so that's that's where I'm at now, and I'm trying to just grow my audience. It's a little bit harder now that there, there's a lot more people on Facebook because you had the Facebook streamers that were originally there, and now you have all a lot of the Mixer partners that, or Mixer okay. streamers that you know were out there. And it, you've told me before you do a lot of iRacing, and then I've seen you play a lot of shooter games also. I just so, popped on a yeah, few times I, uh, and seen that. I play, I've been playing a lot of iRacing. I've been playing iRacing for about two years. I think I joined iRacing right before, well, a couple months before they dropped the Chili Bowl. I think that was the, that was right when I started. And then, um, yeah, I play a lot of shooters, COD, you know. Um, you can see, see me sometimes. I mean, I back in the day, I was on the, the Fortnite kick, but uh, the big game that got me like to where I'm at right now is PUBG. Um, okay. that's, that's what kicked off my whole streaming career. Um, and I was, okay. I was pretty high up on the leaderboards on that game. So, um, so what do you, what do you mostly run on iRacing? You said dirt, right? And... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have my A license in asphalt oval, and then I also have my B license in dirt. But for me, I run more hosted races in the dirt than I do, um, the, the, what is it? The I Racing League, I guess that would that would be it. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but the license races, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Profile. Awards. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Cause I actually have run a league now for nearly a year, and so what of a hundred sessions. So it looks like I've hosted like eighty-seven races or something. Apparently. So, I, I mean, okay. I've hosted a lot of races. I run in a lot of hosted races. But the thing is, 
I don't really race in any official races at all. That's um, what they are, the official races. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. I, so I, like, I, I'm actually still a rookie, even though I race pretty clean. I race in some competitive leagues that I, I'm not running, and I run my own hosted league, but I don't actually run official races. So my, you know, my my dirt rookie license is still a 2.5 and you know my dirt oval license is still a 2.5 and everything so like all my stuff is still flat because i haven't really actually run anything you know yeah that i mean uh a lot of people i like race with they're the same way um and everyone's like well i just don't want to start with the street stocks or you can be the, yeah. or the legends well, I, don't, I think for the asphalt i don't like racing with people one without cautions i don't like you know, because racing's so chaotic. It's the same thing as, like, the NASCAR playoffs thing. Like, why do you yeah. have that? It's so chaotic, it can screw you over. So right? When something happens, like... and then there's no cautions. And on top of that, you have the other issue of um, just people that don't have the responsibility of racing against you every week and having to have that relationship. Because they're just trying to move up. So they aren't going to race you well and understand how you race and you don't just don't build that relationship of understanding oh when this guy does this he's just telegraphing so he knows i'm gonna make a darting move to the inside like in the indie cars you make a lot of darting moves on guys and it's like hey he's about to do this and i better not come down when he's about to do that or else we're going to have contact and there will not be time to react which yeah see that's the thing though like if you get through the rookie classes like i think it starts in c license that's when cautions come into play and heat races come into play in the third yeah. side of things. Um, and now with the A license and asphalt, I'm going to tell you, like, the the races I race in, I mean, maybe you get one one guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Somehow he got up there. He maybe got a, a jump when, like, a season changes. So, like, say, say you have a C license and then you are at the top of your C license at the end of the – at the end of the whatever the season say you're on week 12 and then you bump that up to a b license right before you know before the season changes then you're light and you race one race say and yours goes yeah. up up to a three then you get an a license that next week so like he you could double jump in two weeks you could go through two different licenses is and uh that's when you start finding the the people that shouldn't be in the A license or B license class, and and to be honest with you, the last couple of asphalt races I've raced were were pretty clean. Uh, dirt, I mean, it's hit or miss. It's uh, who can handle handle the four ten sprint cars in the class I'm in right now. So, yeah, the funny thing with me is I'm a lot better at the four ten, winged four tens than I am at the wingless three or than at the winged three sixties. Uh, I I handle that horsepower a lot better than I deal with the lack of horsepower. And, like, ask anybody from, like, Vero, like, Dead or any of them. Like, I've won a lot of the 410 races we've run. But the 305s, they just don't have the horsepower to get me out of trouble. And then I end up crashing into the wall. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I yeah, rely I, on that horsepower so much. That's why I don't like see, driving low horsepower my, cars. Yeah, my favorite class is 360s in the sprint yeah. cars. Like, 410s okay. are good, but you get a lot of people that don't know how to handle them. So yeah. your races end up getting cut short normally and then 305s is all about momentum i'm really fast in the 305s but they're really boring for me now yeah, i um, i struggle i actually i like them but because i struggle in them because i that horsepower it's, it is about the that momentum 
and I just, I don't keep up the momentum, and I use that horsepower in the four time to get me out of trouble and keep my times fast, which is why I'm able to win races in them, because I do handle that horsepower well, because when I get in trouble, I, you know, I went in doubt throttle out, you know? And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing I wanted to talk about uh, today is the the new releases on iRacing. Oh, yes. Because I, I haven't touched... I haven't touched sprint. I haven't touched. I mean, I I may have raced one, two sprint car races since the the new stuff got released this okay. past week on yeah. iRacing, and I think I I fell in love with a new car. Uh, the, the Delara, uh, D W, uh, I R O one. Oh, the, that's the new indie car they dropped. But no, they dropped the big block modifieds. Oh and my gosh, the great I, modifieds. I I want to get that. I just I don't have enough people that want to run them with me yet to buy it. Uh, but I, yeah. that's one they're, that's going to be my first purchase out of the new stuff, I think, for sure. Yeah, it, it'll be the only uh, dirt car I don't favorite. own. What what'd you say? It's, it's the only dirt car I don't own right now. Yeah, so. that is, they're probably my favorite dirt car now. Um, really? It, because it's not, like, even, like, when you go to the Super Lates or the 410s, um, a lot of people don't know how to handle the, the driving of those. But, like, even when you're in a big block, they're not as crazy as like a 410 or uh or um a super late so i i enjoyed the new new update yeah sweet. Uh, have you tried that uh uh ira one yet because the thing is they said it's easy to learn and i get it okay the dw12s are easy to learn too i don't like the the dw12s very much i like running them on like three eighth miles and stuff because of that or like at um Bristol because I find them boring otherwise because they get, get that downforce and they aren't any fun and I'm afraid that that's what they're saying you get with the uh, IRO one. Um, yeah, so that's see, I haven't, I've never touched it. the Indy car. I've never touched any of those type of cars. Really? I've only touched the 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 ones you got to step up to the A license and asphalt and okay. then all the dirt cars. Because I love running the Indy cars, but I like running them on short tracks the most, honestly. And so I'm actually thinking about starting a small mini-series within the league I run, Vura, that is going to be running IndyCars on short tracks. Um, I'm a little bit insane, but I find... Like, Indianapolis is fun, but there's very few tracks that really put IndyCars, I feel like, to their full potential of how much fun you can have with them. Um... And I, I feel like something like Bristol or USA International really pulls out just how fun they can be when you get a bunch of clean guys in there together and you just go hammer down, you know? Um, just yeah, I know fun. Bristol from the what, – what was I racing in Bristol at that time? Spring that would have been the – no, the Arca. Arca. I think, that, I think uh, that was when I was in the Arca class. No, that was South Boston. So it would have been the pickup. Okay. We were racing at Bristol, and Bristol's a fun track. It's uh, it's wicked though. It's it's yeah. a lot of people don't know how to handle handle it when when you're in the then type of classes. Yeah. Arca though, when I played South Boston and Arca, I think those were the worst races I've ever been in, but the the best. Like they were a good time once everyone understood how to race a, a small track. Yeah. yeah, which is why I like running like one of the leagues I, I run is from uh, what we call. Split divisions racing. It they have multiple like sub leagues in there, and one of the series that they run is the short track championship, and it's multi class SK modifieds and pavement super late models, and it is a blast. It is yeah. it is so fun. 
Uh, because in the corners, this, the modifieds are faster in the straightaways, the uh, light models are faster, so it's all dependent on what track it is, what's faster. And when we run Bristol, it's like, okay, all these guys are used to how to run a short track well. High banked, low banked, whatever comes, that's what they specialize in, you know? And it, it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, when you get guys that don't know what they're doing, it, it ruins it a little bit. And then you can't do crazy things like multi-class and stuff on it because there's already too much chaos because they don't know what they're doing. And then you got people wrecking and uh, like we had an issue with people not knowing what they were doing in a race we had over in Levi's race. Uh, I was about to go over to Levi and he left. Yeah, he's on his phone, so I don't know. It's not like he was in a store. Um. You can come here for me for a second. I'm uh, trying to text Levi to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, this last year, I mean, we uh, we got our stuff together and we raced micros, uh, me and my buddy. Uh, I didn't know anything about those um, at the beginning of the year. And by the end of the year, we won the, the Linda's 270 National Championship. Uh, I didn't drive the car, but I definitely did help, you know, put that win together this past year so and uh i i uh, think you might have him on the podcast later on so yeah i just i don't want to talk about it too much but uh it was a good time and he and played race that well driver's perspective is always going to be different anyway so you're, you're welcome to talk about it as much as you want like you know go on about him it's obviously oh, a good driver. yeah so uh at the end of the year didn't know anything about micros and then we started going to our local track uh it's called blanket hill it's out in Canton, pennsylvania it's about 40 uh, it's about let's say i'd say 30 minutes from our house um and it's it just opened back up after i think it was shut down for five or six years and uh we got our we uh we went up twice for practice and then we went up for the first race of the year uh the first race of the year it was really dusty i mean new ownership so they didn't really know you know they got thrown into a racetrack they never owned a racetrack before and you know um so it was a little bit dusty and we ended up winning in the dust uh, that was the first race at blanket hill and then we went on to win i believe seven seven races at blanket hill and i think we raced Ten. Okay. Sweet. We raced. We raced ten. We won seven. I'm guessing that. I'm guessing those numbers. I don't want to. I don't want to for sure. Um, yeah. And we won the championship out there, and you know, it was good. By the end of the season, man, that track was phenomenal. Um, they actually started doing something where they had cones on the infield. They didn't have tires. They didn't have an infield tire. You know. Yeah. Um, and they would move the cones up during hot laps. So you'd get that top groove going. And I think that was like a cool thing to have because, uh, the 270s are bottom feeders. Um, you might have one or two go to the top, but, uh, the 270 class is definitely, definitely bottom. And when they started doing that, you'd see guys actually getting more of a drive off the top than the bottom because when, where they put the cones during hot laps, um, the they they race mod lights and 600s up there as well they would be putting their tires right where our back tires would be running that bottom groove um and it would just you know it, it would uh it would slick off the bottom more than the top uh groove and i think it was a good time and then we went out to path valley twice this year we didn't do too well out there um and then 
we went out to Linda's twice before the Nationals. Um, we went out uh, just one Friday night. We drove out, and we finished second. Uh, we would have won, but um, the shifter cable snapped off on the motor, so we were stuck in fourth gear for the last 10 laps. Um, we would have won that, and I I'm confident with saying that because we were running down the guy in front of us in fourth gear, and uh, if we just had fifth, we would we, we would definitely definitely took that one home. And then um, yeah, you didn't have the end of the straightaway. There was nothing there. No, yeah, there yeah. was no there was no no straightaway. We had fallen our face. You'd see him pull away, and then we'd get him in the turn, and then go yeah. on. And then we went back out for our buddy uh, Brandon Hawkins. He ended up passing away this year to due to a work accident, and uh, uh, he raced with us. He raced micros with us and whatnot. They had the Hawk race out there. It was one of the you know, bigger races they hosted. It was a couple weeks before the Nationals. It was whoever won that race got a qualifying spot into the Nationals. It was a good oh. time. Um, I think they had a 40-some cars show up out there for just it's a regular. It was, it, was, it was like a Friday night show, but I think it was cool. We had You had all the Ohio guys that we would normally run with and all of the Western PA guys go out there because – it was he, the Brandon was from Western PA, but um, yeah. he ran a lot out at at Linda's, and I think it was cool to see everyone show up. I, I think um, we we. Do you happen to know? Speaking about Ohio, uh, uh, micro and mini sprint racers. Uh, do you know of any tracks around uh, my area that run them around like Fremont, Attica, Cleveland area, Toledo area, something like that. The that runs uh, mini sprints because uh, I know some go kart tracks, but I don't know any of them that run uh, mini sprints and stuff. The closest one for you would be Deerfield, I'm yeah, guessing. So. That's the only one I know of. So G A R Field. Uh, Deer D E E R. Deerfield. Deerfield, yeah. Okay. They okay. they run micros uh, every Saturday night as well. Um, but yeah, yeah all the guys out. from Deerfield and all the guys from Blake Hill went out for the Hawk race one Friday night, and it was a good time. Um, and it was kind of funny because we show up to a race with a pickup and a 12 foot trailer. We don't show up with a big trailer you got to take the wing off the sprint car and it looks like Jenga in there. So there's not much room in the trailer. And, uh, we show up to that and there's people out there with, with stacker trailers coming in oh with 270s gosh, in really? them and, and then whatnot. And, um, I think we call, we, 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 wait, wait, wait. Do what back we, up, back up. They had stackers for mini sprints. Yeah, stackers for I, the one guy brings a stacker for six hundred and one two seventy. One six hundred one two seventy. They fit in there. Um, I feel like and, you don't, yeah. there's no reason to have a stacker for that. It's yeah, hilarious. I don't know, but um, it's hilarious. And, yeah, what, I mean, like, do I mean, they have the frankly, whole like top of it like covered in just like spare engines or what? Well, they travel a lot. They go to the they go to out to the Tulsa shootout and whatnot. So I kind of okay. understand why yeah. they have a stacker because they do travel a lot with mini sprints. So yeah. Yeah. I understand that. But we 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 do a twelve foot trailer, one pickup. That's all we do it with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when we go I, out, there, I've met guys. Our... I've met guys that race literally out of the back of a pickup truck. Yeah, you know? and, like, and like not even a trailer, is, uh... just like out of the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put the car on the bed. We don't. We have too much for that. We have too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, you can get away. You might not be with, competitive, but you can get away with very, very little. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, we have this 12 foot trailer and a pickup, and you know, we started winning this year, and it was kind of funny. We went out for the Hawk race, and uh, we parked with everyone that we knew and whatnot, and 
we knew what we needed to do to get faster out there from the first time we were out there because we took second. So we knew where where our time needed to be, and uh, we hit the mark in qualifying, and, and we 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 were like I think tenth out, and we were sitting at the two spot. By the end of it, we qualified like sixth, which wow. would would it, it put us pretty far back in the feature. Okay. Or, or well, no, no, it put us in the front of the heat, and then we went. We started a little bit further back in the feature than we yeah. wanted to because I think we took second or third in the heat race. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny because a lot of people started going, "Who, who, who is that? Like, where did he come from?" And then uh, yeah, we it was impressive for, your fir- for his first year, you know. Well, it's not his, his first year; it's his third year, his but third it's his year. first year fully racing. Like every Saturday okay. night, he yeah. was racing. You know, uh, I mean, every that, other year that makes it was a big difference. I mean, oh, when you're just racing more... here or there and you just started, you don't have any experience, it's hard to accumulate that knowledge and really improve. Well, what, what helped uh, us out this year, he went out and he bought a, a brand new chassis kit, like brand new. Uh, it's a roller, basically. It didn't come with axles, so it was like it was like the frame, tail tank, you know, everything yeah. except axles and wheels, basically. And, uh, he bought all that. And no engine, I would assume, took... either. Yeah, and we uh, ha- we obviously took all the parts off his other car. I but, just wanted uh, to clarify that because oh, what, a lot of wait, my guys. I just wanted to clarify no engine either because a lot of my audience oh, isn't yeah, racing no engine, people. No engines. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to, you know, a lot of my audience isn't racing people, so I just wanted to clarify uh, what a roller yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, 270s uh, are Honda dirt bike motors, bored yeah. out to a 270 or stroke to a 270, and. Um, or you can actually bore and stroke it to a 270. It's that 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 uh, it's a little complicated, but um yeah yeah. So those are really hard to find. So you actually, I I don't know if you can even buy one with a motor. They might have a they might have a uh, slim amount of actually buying a full car with a motor out there. But yeah. uh, mostly you buy rollers and then you find the motors and get them worked on and whatnot. Yeah. Um. And in the next couple of years, I can see a lot of people go into a Yamaha, like a YZ250. Uh, I've been talking to our motor shop out here, uh, DBY, and um, they are talking about um, switching on over to the, the YZs because that's the Honda motors are getting so hard to find parts for cylinders and whatnot. Yeah, there's guys remaking them, but you, the original the original parts, I don't know, there's something about them they, that just make it work a lot better than when all these guys that. Put them in CNC machines and whatnot, and make make replicas, you know. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, we went back out to the the nationals. Um, this uh, the nationals is a two day show. It's Friday Saturday, okay. so we ended up getting a hotel. We drove out Friday morning, got to the hotel, threw our stuff in, and whatnot. Went to the track Friday. Friday, the nationals used to work on a point system. Um, which is a little bit uh, more confusing. Uh, this year, they just went with a regular system where you would um, you would time trial or qualify into then heat races and then feature. Um, and um, like I heat said, races, we, we, we won point system, uh, passing point system, or regular finish um, position. Regular system. finish, regular finish All system, right. and. Um, the Friday night, all we had to do was practice. They had practice. They had two sessions of practice for us. They had uh, time trials. We didn't do heat races or features until Saturday. So, uh, but what we did Friday was the, it's called the race of champions. It's anyone that's won a championship that year at a at a track got the race in it. So there was twenty cars. 
the best of the best and whatnot. And uh, no one knew who we were. Um, and we, uh, I think we started fourth in that race and we finished fourth, but uh, we were like, there was, there was 20 There's cars. There's competition, I'm sure, yeah. Well, this is the crazy thing. There's 20 cars, and we were the only, we were, first, second, third, and fourth were the only cars that didn't get lapped during that race. So, that's how many wow. cars, that's what, that's what the leader was running, so, um, and it was so, cool. So, though, okay, but, um, can you, okay, do you know what the average lap time was for, like. Average lap time at, a, at Linda's is, yeah. uh, it's somewhere in the 12s. And was the leader uh, running? I don't even know. Yeah, Linda, yeah. right. uh, I can see if I can pull the results up, but I know they were running pretty fast. I, um, I, I'm a statistics guy with racing. I work with statistics a lot for guys like Cap Henry and that stuff. Uh, and oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So um, that's 217. No. Uh, 2019. Uh, not, yeah, here, I can pull this up. Oh, these are slingshots. Shit. I, I, I do a lot of lap time analysis for those guys, and I have done it a lot in the past. Like when uh, Cap was over at Gensman, I worked a lot with him with that stuff. Uh, since he's okay, been at yeah. he's been mostly doing it with my grandfather. I haven't done a whole lot for him with that stuff unless my grandfather's, like, double-checking something, uh, that he got something right. Then I'll run it through my spreadsheets and stuff. And then I work with Cap, with uh, Chris Verda and stuff like that in Ohio. Uh, so I'll pull a national, I'll pull a time from the national in 2017 because I can't find 2020. Um, they're running 12, the fastest in 2017 was a 12-2, and that was probably what the leader was running that whole time at Linda's. Oh, wow. And then, uh, so that was the crazy thing for us is that whole night we did the race of champions and qualifying. Well, mostly, first of all, my friends never never made the main event at a national um and whatnot so that was a big thing was just making the race well we went up there and we were like 16th to qualify i think it was 16th out of 87 270s 80 87 270s something like that there was a huge amount of 270s there and um when we went through we were we were sitting good and uh we smacked a second spot instantly in qualifying when we went out. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, like, like friends of ours, when we were sit standing on the fence, they were like, you guys are sitting in second. Like, and they were super happy. Like they just couldn't believe that we, we put out that time by the end of it though. We were in, yeah. s- we were in like, we were in like, like 12th or something because we started, Oh wait, no, no, no. We started first, second heat race four. We started pole position heat race four, so we did finish pretty high up there in time trials and whatnot. Um, and then we went to, you know, the night, the na- uh, the race of champions on Friday night, and that was cool. Uh, and then after that was basically over. Everyone went back to their hotels and whatnot, and then Saturday came along. Um, Saturday started out interesting. Uh, we went out to uh, I don't know if you know Brett Zierfrost. Yeah. Uh, he's well, a no, I don't driver. know who Brock is. Who's Brock? His brother or Bro- or Brock. Yeah, Brock. Brock. Brock's Did I say Brett? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he just signed. Oh my bad. Uh, he signed. He signed a a ride with the Outlaws, I believe. Yes, this year yes, he did. The, yes, he did. Yeah. So uh, we went out. His parents actually own a a restaurant out there. Uh, do you know uh, if that's his? Linda's. Do you know that that's his own car? He got a ride. I would assume that's the same car he was running this year, right? 
I don't know, but uh, basically we found out that his parents own, it's called Moose's LZ. Uh, I think it's his parents. It's family. Oh, yeah. Moose's LZ. And we went out there and ate lunch and whatnot. And uh, after that, we went to the track and we had our heat race. We started full. Um, the guy on our outside that started second jumped. So they put the guy in fourth up to second. Um, and then he jumped. So he, so after two jumps, they moved the first line back. So we ended up starting second row, even though we should have started on the pole. And uh, okay. we finished second in the heat race, which started us 14th in the feature for the the nationals. And uh, my friend came back Saturday. My job was just figuring out tire stagger and tires and, yeah. you know, whatnot. I didn't even grind tires. Um, we didn't grind tires much at all. Uh, we had a friend come over and do our tires because um, he's been at the nationals a lot more. So he knows how much, you know, uh, siphoning and, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, grooving tires need to stay, stay hot or stay cold, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and whatnot. But uh, because when we they went, get hot, they start to cure. Well, the biggest thing when tires get hot, they they expand, so yeah. then your stagger gets thrown off. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, because most most tires. I thought you don't... were talking about like being out in the sun all day or something like that too. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah so Saturday we had tires out in the sun, more tires than I could count. That's because we were just trying to figure out how because no tire comes to the actual size it's chalked up to. Yeah. So yeah. we were trying to figure out if we could even get the stagger we wanted. And if that's small of a wheel that's gonna make an even that with that small wheel it's gonna make even a bigger difference that they're a little bit off. Yes, that's the big thing with micros. Like yeah, like a an inch in a micro is crazy for stagger. Like just getting it getting that perfect was the best thing you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for a bigger car, I don't know how much it would affect. I've never I don't know, worked on a yeah. bigger car, but I'm careful. guessing it doesn't you gotta be careful with like putting them out in the sun or something to check their sizes and stuff like that when you're doing that. Because that'll start to ruin the tires. Like that's why you'll see that like the Indy cars and stuff like that when they're out at a race their tires are all in temperature controlled environments until the race. Um, oh yeah, yeah. See because that, that that's any hearing but that 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 applies just as much for grassroots racing because it's the same kind of rubber. Right? It's still it's still really soft rubber and you don't want that to start to cure or anything like that. Um, well, that's why you siphon it or you groove yeah. it after you grow it. Yeah. Um that's the biggest thing for for those but um to be honest with you, I think the key is just growing it before you sipe it or groove it or grind it, just yeah. so then then it's already to the size you need it to be, and then yeah. you can treat or you can do whatever you need to do to the tire. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Saturday, we were growing tires, trying to get a stagger we wanted, and we we didn't actually get it. We were, we were a quarter or we were a half inch off, I think, because by the end of the growing, we ended up having like forty some pounds of air in a tire. I think it was rated for 40, and we were at, like, 48 pounds in the tire. So that um, was a little dangerous uh, situation, but we got it to work. Um, and then we started 14th in the National Open, and my buddy goes, all right, we get top 10, I'll be happy. Because you have to think, these are the top 20 best 270 micro drivers in the country. In the country. There was guys from Colorado there, and there's guys from New Jersey there's guys from everywhere racing yeah, this uh, yeah. race. And uh, and so he's like, top 10, you know, we'll be good. I'm like, okay. We went out there. Um, and, yeah, we 
by so they have an open red halfway through the race. They have to for fuel. Um, so half halfway through the race, they throw the red flag and they stop. Well, we went from 14th to fifth before the for the open before the red the red. Um, so we were the hard charger at the halfway point, and uh, yeah, it was cool. I ended up going out on the track. All I had to do was put fuel in the car. He told me not to change anything. Now, under open red, under their rules, you can change anything you want except the tire. So it's kind of like the outlaws are doing. But the big thing with the 270s, they're jetting. They're they're based on jetting. That that car runs on jetting. How you jet that car. So you can change jets. You can change carbs. Uh, you can change a lot of things that make that car change. Um, but you know. Uh, Let's not change anything. I was like, okay, that works. And uh, we put fuel in the car, and he went on his way. And by, by I think there was eight to go, we were in second. And uh, you've seen our tire come in halfway through, like, that, that second um, second session. Yeah. And uh, our tire came in finally, and we were up in the second. And with eight to go, we passed for the lead. Uh, or six to go, we passed for the lead. Sing, uh, we run up. Single file restart for the first sing, single file restart. Uh, for single file from the first, or single file after the first start. Okay. There's no double file. No double file. And at I Linda's, you start. Files. Yeah. Well, at Linda's, you start on the back stretch. Really? Um Yeah. Okay. So when you're starting single file there, you can whoever starts the race can start anywhere from like a tire in turn two. To turn three. So basically with the two seventies, you're clearing your car out between one and two, hoping he takes off as soon as he can. And um, yeah, yeah. so we got a good jump. We we had a lot of cautions that race and um you know we got a good jump and then six to go we passed for the lead and then we started getting a lot of traffic and uh second place was coming back pretty hard on us and with one to go, you know, we took the white flag, and we were still out front pretty pretty good. Well, when we came into three, we were stuck behind a lap car, and the guy in second ended up going out wide on us, and we drag raced right to the finish line for the win. Um, we ended up winning that race by .001. Um, if you calculate that out in inches, it's like an inch and a quarter. Someone uh, calculated that out. Uh, we won about an inch and a quarter after that. So, um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, that was definitely the, the highlight of the years winning that race. But yeah, I'm that, sure. Get, getting there, though, was probably the best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, yeah, that was the highlight. That was the like, highlight, learn. but, like, the process was where the real joy in it was. The, yeah, the learning, the, okay, well, we can't do this, or, like, just some of the bad luck we had. Yeah. Hell, we won a race, and halfway through the race, our carburetor fell off, and he had to come in and get it put back on. Oh, we won no. it. We, and we, had won, we won the race from the back, uh, that race, because... We came in, we put the carb on, and they had a caution instantly. So oh. there was never a green flag lap. So we ended up starting in the back with, like, I think we still had 15 to go. We started in the okay. back and ended up winning that race. That's awesome. And, uh, and there was, like, 15 cars in there. So that was pretty cool. But that kind of win, so many... that kind of win is the kind that always feels the best. When you overcome oh, something yeah. like that, it's like, just It was incredible. just, like, the growing this year and figuring out, hey, like, we can't do this or we can do this. Uh, and like next year, like we already, am, we're already starting with ideas, what we can do. Um, now 
I come from a like I do I do 3D modeling and stuff for a job and whatnot, and uh, we're already coming up with ideas. I bought a 3D printer. We're gonna start 3D printing some things to go oh, on cool. the car. So Aero parts um, and stuff. What What did you say? Aero parts and stuff. Well, the biggest thing was like uh, we had some 3D printed shock adjusters on there oh, cool. uh, for the national that I 3D printed uh, the week before, and we were just praying they stayed on and didn't break and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they stayed on, and we won the national with them on. So that's we gotta cool. print some more because that's, we ended up breaking them, taking them off. So uh, right. we're gonna three D print some more of those, and that's, we're just we're just trying to figure out some other things we can do with the car to make it make it even faster. But that, that, uh, that's that's pretty freaking cool that you did that. That's I I, yeah, I like yeah. people innovating like that and just you know this isn't gonna cost a lot, and I'm going to try to change the game with this. You know? Yeah, and, and um, that's the key. Is, yeah, you know. And like yeah, we we can be like oh yeah next year we don't have to do anything we we won the biggest two seventy race in you know that you can possibly race so uh, yeah we're the fastest so we don't have to change anything but like but we we're said, going to keep trying to up oh the yeah game. we're gonna keep trying yeah, to get faster keep, keep trying to up the game yeah yeah you gotta you, you gotta you know keep going because that guy last year that watched you do all your do all these things um, you know. Yeah, uh, he's gonna try new things this year, and maybe maybe he'll find the faster way around the track. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, other than that, uh, that's 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 how my two thousand twenty went. Uh, so. so how did um how did you get into racing? Because it sounds like okay, I racing with dirt with you know in real life you're working with dirt. So you seem to really have a focus on dirt. Yeah, you've talked about some stuff you've done on pavement a little bit. But really, you seem um, so basically. You seem to be under, so I grew up in Sarver, Pennsylvania, home to Lernerville Speedway. I was there right, every Friday. <laughs> I was there, so that that's how I'm. I like, I was kind of just born so close to a dirt track that that's why it stuck. Yeah, um, I and yeah, I and was like, a, I was at a racetrack when I was just weeks old. So I I got you. All right, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, so like it was just it was just like uh, you know growing up so close to a dirt track and then kind of you know finding people that hey like hey I like doing this or hey I like doing this like oh my one neighbor the one uh, the one year he had uh, mod light and I got to go see a, a short track dirt track uh, like and that was, the craziest thing was it was Blanket Hill Speedway before they closed. And I got to go see a small dirt track and watch bigger cars race a smaller dirt track. That's and that cool. was awesome. Like yeah. It was a lot more close racing, a little bit bumping, you know, and I thought that was the cool thing. And then, I, you know, like, he'll close down. Are you familiar with uh, Waynesfield in Ohio? I am not, no. no I, that's, I, I, we don't go to Ohio, so. That's one of my favorite, all-time favorite tracks. Check out Waynesfield in Ohio. It's, uh... It's probably about like a quarter mile, really high banks, really wide, and it's it's incredible racing. It's it's my stretching it to PA call it a track quarter mile. Path Valley. Okay. My Path Valley is my favorite track in PA, and okay. yes, we do not do good there in a two seventy. I think we don't do good there in a two seventy because I love the track and my driver does not like the track. So, um, and the, everywhere else is the opposite. He loves the tracks. I hate the tracks, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't like the facilities like, yeah, I can be like, oh, yeah, there are great facilities and whatnot. And yeah, the track's nice, but it's still not my favorite type of race. And like Path Valley with the fishbowl fill uh, and you're looking down on the track when you're a spectator. I think that was the, that's the coolest thing. You, you're actually 
you're actually looking down in a bowl type deal rather than, you know, where at Lernerville or Blanket Hill or anywhere, you're just looking straight across the track. I think yeah. like it gives you the arena feel at Path Valley, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. And, that, and I think that's the cool thing with that track. Yeah, it's like you kind of get that arena feel at uh, Waynesfield because it's built down into the ground. And it, it's it's so small too. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, other than that, that's how my 2020 went. And uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we got some big things coming next year um, on both the sim and dirt side of things. So um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see where where 2021 takes us. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, what's your uh, favorite class? What's your favorite class to watch of of racing in real life? Just to spectate. Uh, racing in real life. My favorite class has to be so like when we go to a short track like Path Valley. I I love watching wing six hundreds. Uh, wing six okay. hundreds are awesome to watch race, and they're probably my favorite. Dirt uh, pavement. I've never. What do you say? Dirt, I assume. Dirt. Yeah, dirt, dirt, yeah. Um, dirt racing, 600s winged. But I've never seen dirt midgets race yet, and that's oh, my next oh. thing I want to go watch. Uh, we're talking about maybe making a trip out to the Chili Bowl this year. If it's uh, if like I can make it and my friend can make it, we're just gonna drive out and do it uh, because I want to watch. I want to watch midgets, and we're better to watch it than the Chili Bowl. So, um, but yeah, I. I've never got to watch the midgets race, so definitely, definitely uh, wing six hundred. And we have, uh, you're not a full midget driver, but you're a uh, focus midget driver, Levi. Or yeah, I'll just call you Levi. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna talk about your racing. Yeah, but I really don't care. Um, so um, sorry, I was driving. I remembered in Canada when we have our we have our our driving systems all messed up. So you start with your L at sixteen, and when you turn seventeen, you get your N. But you're not allowed any uh, electronic devices while you're driving. So I was gonna talk while I was gonna be on the podcast while I was driving, but I remembered not allowed to do that. So I didn't want to get pulled over. Fair. Um, I understand that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's why I was fucking not here. Yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah. and we're still going. Um, so we were talking earlier when you were about to come on about issues in racing in different leagues and like the classes somehow people end up skipping classes or double jumping classes like you were talking about earlier where like you know you're going through two classes in two weeks or whatever and okay uh, that's ridiculous that is stupid yeah and the th- you're you're doing more hurt, harm to yourself than you're helping yourself yeah and uh i was about to go to well there's some growing pains in some private leagues too like um we we got quite a few new guys in your league, uh, and we kind of had a shit show in it, to be honest. Uh, with the, okay, the, the, with, the um, with the last race, there, yeah, that was actually a lot of drivers that used to be quite regular drivers. Really? Okay. We I, had I, I two. We had two new drivers. We had two new drivers. The rest have been to at least five races before. Okay. And it was actually the new drivers were being less of idiots than the experience. Oh, come on. That what that other Levi kid that wasn't you was not being very intelligent. He was throwing sliders against the air. I will agree with that. that he was kid, throwing uh, sliders against the air and somehow managing to hit someone. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was just... I don't know. But yeah, boys, uh, I'm actually going to have to pop out here. I got to... Go get all my other stuff set up for the night. Um, all right. But 
but yeah, um, it's definitely great, you know, doing the podcast and whatnot yep. with you guys. Yeah. Um, you're definitely want to talk anytime. more about, yep. you know, when a uh, squirrel can actually do the, the racing. I know Levi, you, you do a lot of stuff with mini sprints and whatnot. So you probably yep. know, know his name pretty well now. Um, uh, who is he? Austin Pastorella. Who? Austin Pastorella. Do not know the name. I, my mini sprint racing is mostly the West Coast. Uh, wait, you're on West Coast? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, oh, saying a lot. You're Washington. on West Coast. I thought you were on East Coast. Oh. No, I'm on West Coast. I'm actually oh. Northwest. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh. Canadian, man. When I, oh. Yeah. When I was saying oh, that yeah. shot in the dirt, that's Washington, Washington State. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so that's why I didn't hear anything about them, though. Uh, my buddy, he won the Linda's Nationals this year, so that's a big 270 race, so. Um, but, yeah, I'd definitely like to talk to you more about 600 racing on your side of the world versus our side of the world because it's not, it's totally different motor wise and everything yeah we so the where i race is actually a little pocket which is completely different than the rest of the west coast Up oh that's, that, uh, that's interesting to see but like like we have pa legal motors but we can't race with you guys with them because they're different like that's the what? crazy thing so over here so you guys here. can't run over so you guys can't take your motors over to cali and run uh no I don't know how that all works. I don't race 600s, but I know from talking to people that race 600s, there's a lot of different things between our motors and your motors that we can and cannot have, which is interesting. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. No, I could see that. If you guys have, you guys, because you guys back east, I do know that you guys are allowed 640 cc's. Um, At the track I race at, we're only allowed 600 cc's, and down in California and stuff, they're allowed 636 max. So yeah, we race. Uh, we we do do the Cowie six thirty sixes, but like, um, yeah, that's the crazy thing. The in that six hundred world, it's just crazy to figure out. Hey, can I race at this track? Because we're actually we actually just went through this with the two seventy actually because we wanted to go down to Florida in February to race the East Bay Winter Nationals. Well, they run two fifty dirt bike motors on their two seventies, like two fifty huh. stock class. We have two seventies, so we can't go down there and race. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. Even up here in the Northwest, ours, we had two classes. We had 250 stock and 270. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's different down there, too, so, but, uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Here, I would love to talk to you about some of it in more. Oh, than yeah, time. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I just gotta go and get some stuff set up for tonight, so. Yeah. Uh, That's why I was trying to hook all you guys up, you know, Sean, yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, we, we, we uh. We uh we're starting a new i racing league, so I'm trying to. What was that? Uh, oh, what is that league? You said you were going to uh, plug it. Uh... Uh, so starting in January and into February, we're gonna have four four nights. Uh, it will be Friday nights. It would be the second and fourth Friday in each month. I believe that's what we we ca- we we won it with. Um, it's called the Fab Four Friday Night. Uh. Learnerville Speedway is the only one to run the four classes, the four major classes every Friday night. So we're going to be replicating them during the winter time. Uh, we'll be running okay. the big blocks, the super lates, the four ten sprints, and the um, street stocks every Friday night. I will. I will um, drop you a link to my sim racing leagues Discord server because basically what we do is we're just a bunch of outlaws who race in other leagues and calculate our points amongst ourselves in our league. 
uh, with our own point system. So we'll be racing like we'll, we'll like race in your league, but we'll also we'll be competing against ourselves because we race in more than just that league. And so I'll have I'll let you drop that link into our league links and information channel on my server, so our guys can hop in there. Because oh, most yeah, of our guys sure, are pretty sure. are yeah, really good. We have a lot of real race car drivers in there, so a lot of them are really respectful, just like Levi. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That, that was the big thing. We did this when COVID first hit in 2020, and uh, I mean, we had a huge turnout. I think we had like 97 people show up that night. Jesus Yeah. Like, uh, because it's four classes, so certain people only wanted to race certain classes. Uh, my live stream, I think we popped out at 614 viewers, uh, consistent viewers, like live. Uh, and it was crazy, but uh, I it was too much for me to admin and broadcast, so I quit doing it. I was over people yelling at me because I was trying to admin and broadcast. It was just getting too much, so I, yeah. I ended it over the summer. Obviously, we went racing and whatnot. Didn't have time to do it. Yeah. Now, it's yeah. winter again. Uh, we're nearing 7,000 followers on Facebook, so we're going to start it up again. That was the deal. Uh, we hit 7k. That's when I'd start it, but I said screw it. I'm only a couple hundred off now So we're gonna start it anyways um, And right now basically I got admins I got um, All I got to do is make the league uh, and I got to get the rules posted in the discord and, oh, a the discord for it too? and that's it. good that uh, I mean, that makes it really good for our drivers to join We have there's a lot I I trust a lot of our guys because I mean they race in real life a lot of them, too and if yeah, not, so they race against our guys that race, you know, so. Yeah, basically, it's going to be like a, it's going to be a channel in a Discord, um, because uh -huh. I, I have my own Discord, obviously, and yeah. uh, we have a huge iRacing section in my Discord, so right. that's where the roles, the league, uh, the signups will be. Uh, oh, the only other thing we need to figure out for our league is a format, because for, with racing four different types of vehicles, or t four different race cars in the same night, we need our races to be cut shorter. So uh, we're thinking maybe do a random uh, pill draw, no qualifying, uh, like you would do actually on a Friday night. You know, yeah. a Friday night yeah. at the racetrack, you're not qualifying. You're, you're, you're pulling a pill, and wherever you start, you start. Um, yeah, that's, that's one thing that is different about the West Coast is we qualify. You qualify every Friday night. Every Friday night, we qualify. That's crazy. Yeah, over here, we don't qualify. Track, it's green when you hit the track. Yeah, so, no. So in the Northwest specifically, to make the qualifying go quicker, instead of a single car, we'll do three to four cars on the track at once, and they'll wave the four of us on, and the moment you touch the track, it's green. You're going. Yeah, so that's how it is at the Nationals or whatever. When we qualify, it's as soon as you touch the, uh, the track, it's green, and you have three laps, and they put two cars on at once, and then you're off. And as you're pulling off, the other two cars are coming on. Um, yeah, it's the same way it is at, uh, here in the Northwest, but we do it four at once. Yeah, so, but that's the crazy yeah, thing. Chaotic. For, <laughs> if something goes wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's always chaotic. But that's the thing with the, the every Friday or Saturday night. Like, like this year, when we raced Blanket, when we were racing, like I said, Blanket Hill, and we were winning almost every race, I don't think we pulled a good pill. I think we were pulling 48, 49 every weekend, like somewhere up in that, that or not. we were starting dead last to maybe fifth in, in our heat, and we, we had, you know, actually pushed to, to win our heats, or get at least close to win our heats. How many um, heat, yeah, how many cars in the heat again? Um, every, every Saturday, I think we put in six, or six, or, I think six. Fifth I might think as six. well be last then, yeah. 
Yeah, so basically we were starting almost dead last every time. Yeah. And that it, was that was a big thing. Yeah, with with ours we do do pilgrim with up here in the northwest. In twenty nineteen there, I won the uh restricted championship and um so what we normally end up doing is we'll pull pills, but instead of that lining up the heat races, that sets up where you are to qualify, you know. So that's how we do it for time trials out here. That's how we do it for time trials. You still pull pills, but it's just Okay, I'm going on the track 15th, so I better be b behind this guy. Yeah, exactly. That's the same way it is for us. But but yeah, every yeah, Friday we, night we pull pills, and that's where we we start in our heat race. <laughs> and that's that's why I think we're gonna do that for the Fab Four because that's actually as close as you can get it to a Friday night at Lernerville. You pull a pill, yeah. that's where you start. We don't do qualifying, and uh, yeah. and I think that makes it even crazier for the people that are racing because, you know. Yeah, you could start up front the first week and be first in points because you took you won your heat race and you started first in the feature and you led the whole thing. But then the next week you did pull the worst pill, start dead last in the in the heat race, maybe finish almost dead last in the heat race, and then you have to climb your way through the the pack. You know, um, it's never like yeah, but I don't that, think ever... that's why I like qualifying because even though at least there's a pill draw, you can get a little bit better than what you grew at least out of qualifying and then it's earned no i mean you can earn something better than what you drew uh through qualifying and it just it's not as random and like at least at least there's some merit to it uh to where you're starting in your heat and stuff like that that's you see, so that's if why you're not going to do qualifying though what i think you need to do is instead of just having no qualifying in one set of heat races you got to do two sets of heat races to me, that's what yeah, you gotta do. Yeah. Gonna do well, they do that a lot out west, like two ASCS. sets of heat races, and then the second set though is completely one hundred percent invert for yep. the first set. Yep, that's what ASCS has done. That Sprint Bandits have done that. Uh, yeah, that's that's very common. See, that's out. the thing though. That's why, yeah. like, I'd say we were gonna we're gonna maybe do just the pill draw or and then straight to the heats because we need to cut our races because you have to think we're racing we're racing four classes four. In, in one night so. Yeah. Yeah, like most most leads are race in one one class and it takes two hours. You know, we're trying to yeah, cut right. our stuff down to another under an hour. One class and our car counts aren't the best. Usually, I'm cutting just you know uh, dose. I'm I'm cutting Phoenix off the schedule for next year. It's just nobody. It seems to only be like seven of us that like it. So <laughs> I hope you see I'm flicking you off. Oh yeah. no, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like seven of us like it, and fourteen show up to the next race. As much as this is a crapshoot of a race. I've talked to those personally who were making screw-ups. Would you rather race like we did at Thompson with a shitload of people or race with no, seven see, No, this is, where it's, this is where it's messed up. Thompson is our best track. That is usually where we have our best racing, and that race was absolutely dog crap. It was. I was, <laughs> not, pl I was not pleased with that. Dude, I Lord, finished I behind the other here. Levi guy because he dumped me on a restart, and then we couldn't get another lap in. Alright, you guys have yeah, a good that night. Guy, uh, that guy, just you know, he's. I don't out, think brother. he's coming back. Peace out, guys. Peace out. Adios, amigos. You don't yeah, think don't he's think coming, coming back, back, or you're not he's... letting him come back? Well, he's allowed. He gets one more shot. I give everybody okay. the good old okay. two shot rule. I just wanted to know. Uh, since he left, uh, and I'm at 54 minutes for this segment, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to get two more glasses of water, and then we'll restart because I'm thirsty. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm gonna ask for a little bit longer than two more glasses of water because I am here at the uh, junkyard and I need to go grab parts. So sounds sounds good. 
I'll be back probably, well, because i got to drive home right after. I'm going to say I'll be back in about an hour. Oh, okay. I'll just stay in the lounge, and uh, when you pop back, we'll, we'll go. Um, all right. All right. All right. Talk to you in a bit. Talk to you in a bit. Hey everybody, Cotton here from Dissecting Liberty. I have just started a new project called The Cotton Report. It's a news website and publication. We publish, uh, we republish articles from varying sources. I think we have about 33 right now. And it's just an amalgamation of the headlines that you may not see if you go to foxnews.com or anything dumb like that. Um, and also we have original articles written by right now we have eight writers that write regularly including me um and yeah a lot of good information on there really good place to keep up with the news separating the wheat from the chaff and also a awesome place to learn more about libertarian theory and its applications in the real world For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling. You ask me to quiet and tell me to trust. I've been unwilling and hid my heart, but you know its depths and longing for despair. I need you to hold me this weight I cannot bear. What have I done and to whom have I gone? Am I alone or have you come near? Have you truly stooped so low to take what I deserve, yet I'm still not quiet, yet I still don't rest? Jesus, man, has spit on your face, so I will be quiet and I will find rest. As I look to the cross and I see your face, I humbly approach your throne of grace. 
this is the sultry voice of Liberty Zero from the Dissecting Liberty podcast. Give us a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> so, go testicles. Um, yeah, so what we're seeing there is there's, there's an overhang and underneath, and it's like a quarry, a large quarry. Mm-hmm. That large quarry is there. Cool. So at the bottom of the, the quarry is actually a French name. <laughs> no, it's quarry. <laughs> it's quarry, but it was uh, abused by the French. And the French, well, they built I'm that bridge. I'm 12% French. I, don't, I know I'm French. I don't know how much I am. Uh, who are they? Well, they're the ones who made out on that bridge we just saw. I think that's his and his mom. No, that dude. The dude is older than the chick. So then the the what? The so dude has a bit older than the chick. And that's her dad. You just said it was her mom. So they've got to be kind of close. I'm confused. I've never seen the movie. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> so neither of us know what we're talking about. All right. Okay. So then you that's have the Vietnam. rice patty. <laughs> it's Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. Uh, Well, the Vietnam, it's the waterfalls of blood from Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it became pure because, you know, Vietnam is healing, so it became water again. Because it's life life is being breathed back. You know, that goes in China. China's dying. (laughs) China's dead. You know, and people are saying it's a biological weapon. Well, they are the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize the coronavirus was made up of eight Caucasian. I don't think that chick in the end was white, though. (laughs) She was tinted with. Another color. <laughs> the bridge of. All right, she was purple. <laughs> she, she was purple. That bridge led to. Um... Where does Thor live? Where does Thor live? Yeah. Isengard. Yeah, that bridge was to Isengard. Ah, wow, that's true. You get to and, Isengard and, from and, Southern California or Northern California. Yeah, <laughs> Isengard is Canada. Isengard is Canada. Even though you don't get to Canada from California, but, you know. Oh, yeah, you can. Mm, it just takes a while. <laughs> just a but if you're Thor, you can just swing the hammer in the air, and the mm-hmm. and the um, the energy, the kinetic, the kinetic energy of the hammer will pull you forward it because you can swing so hard, mm-hmm. that energy is then converted to pull him up mm-hmm. and fly straight to Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> the equal and opposite reaction thing doesn't quite apply. <laughs> not for Thor. No, not when you have a magical hammer. What if you had a magical wrench? What if you had a magical ratchet? What if you had a magical pickaxe? What if you had a magical dick? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Actually, have a, I have a magical dick, so I don't know. I mean, it can make life, so, you know. <laughs> Very true. It can't, so they're kind of magical. All dicks are magical. All dicks are magical. I think that needs to be the name of this episode. <laughs> All dicks are magical. Yes. Oh, okay. Ty's going to be so disappointed in this if he hears us. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, look, Bloomberg. Mm. What? Because terrible mares make great presidents. 
<laughs> I mean, look at Buddha Jug. Booty, booty gig? Booty gig. <laughs> booty gig. Booty gig. Then, booty gig. So, so you have, you know, that, that's supposed to represent cavalry right there. It like is. the cavalry yeah. going in, and then it's all dead because then you have the cavalry regiment mm-hmm. going into World War One on horseback and just getting slaughtered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about World War One. See, I went from one cavalry to the next. You did. Oh, I would Where's go there. Way? I think that's Hawaii. Nah, I think that's from um, um, Avatar. Did you know that the characters from Avatar actually they're neighbors with Thor? The land of. The land of Pandora is also... They're Norse? <laughs> Pandora is in, in eastern Canada. Western Canada is comprised of Isengard, and eastern Canada is comprised of Pandora. And northern Can- Canada is made up of the North Pole! <laughs> yes, Santa Claus lives in northern Canada. <laughs> Did you know that Santa Claus? Santa Claus and Loki are like this. <laughs> yes, they're, they're they're very close. Very close. They're butt buddies. <laughs> Santa Claus and Loki are butt buddies. Yes. What about Mrs. Claus? Uh. He doesn't let her know, but he's gay. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is uh. She's Why do you think there's no Santa Jr.? Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. First Santa Claus isn't real, and now he's gay. Oh, gosh. Totally real, and he's lived for so long because he's gay. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awful to tell your child. By the way, Santa Claus... No! Santa Claus is not real. What?! Also, he's gay. <laughs> no! <laughs> Gosh, that child would be so confused. You know what? You know what? If you do that one more time, I can inform you that Santa Claus is gay. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> That's in Hawaii. I was there. But you just did. <laughs> oh, no. Now the screen went black. Uh-oh. You know what that means. The television died. <laughs> no. Just... When Hades sleep, it's alive in Hades. Yes, the San Sanyo television set <laughs> is alive in Hades. Must be eating a lot of grapes. <laughs> who eats grapes and who? Who let it, is Hades? The feasts. Uh, Ro- Roman and Greek mythology. I don't know Roman and Greek mythology. Ah, uh, I know a few of like shame on this human. It's over. This conversation is over. Alright, never mind. (laughs) Well, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. I'm content. I skipped whatever he just said. It wouldn't be the first time. But it'll be the last time! I love girls.